The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Hello, this is Chad Foglin from Sequel Squeal. If you like listening to two jackasses talk about movies and sometimes give some kind of facts about them with a sometimes famous and otherwise awesome guest, then listen to the Sequel Squeal here on the Nerdist School Network. The Novice and Frank present a comic book podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to The Novice and Frank. Frank's already laughing at me. What, Frank? You making fun of my voice? That just seemed like so, uh, you know, just like, hey, a big corporate video for uh, an orientation. You know why? Because I was listening to our last couple videos and I feel like I start high. I start like really high in all of them. And I got self-conscious about my own greeting, so I went for something different, but it didn't work. Anyway, what a great start to this podcast. Hi, I'm the novice. I'm Amanda Barnes, and that's Frank Moran, and he is... The Frank. He's the Frank, also known as uh, as the know-it-all of the expert. And we're going to discuss comic books today. Before we do, Frank, you know what we got to do? We've got to drink some beer. I wish. Do you have beer? <laughs> no, no, not on me. Oh, that's a shame. Well, in lieu of beer and drinking, let's uh, do some other merriment and make up a, an improvised opening song. Well, funny you should ask. I guess we can do that right now. Okay, great. Bullets and bracelets. Shields and lassos. Pikachu, pow, pow, pew, pew. I'm blocking your bullets. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> and by all, I mean the Amazons. Because we're talking about Wonder Woman today on The Novice. And Frank. <laughs> you brought it all together. Just a lot of nerd. Just a lot of nerd all in one thing. I, I noticed my, my sound effect. I sounded like Peach, uh, Pikachu. And I was like, that. Is that why you did it? I did not meant, the, meant to do that. I was like, ooh, I sounded this sound like I was uh, like, why did Pikachu. he bring Pikachu into this? I did not mean to, but it just <laughs> happened. And so look at that. I'll take it. I'll take it. I, uh, you know, it's, well, now that we're talking about that, I went to, you know, you know I went to Kamikaze. And I got to go in uh, to the concert afterwards on Saturday night, which was super fun. It was Flux, uh, Flux Capacitors playing, which is this amazing 80s cover band. And they so do... amazing, in fact. Well, yeah, I don't want to ruin that. I booked him for an event. We don't want to talk about it, though. It's a surprise. What? What's it's a surprise. What's the surprise? Your event is a surprise? <laughs> yeah. Really? yeah. yeah I'm keeping it a secret. Yeah, I'm keeping it a secret. Oh, that they're, that they're attending this event. Yeah. Or that the event is happening. It's the, the, they're attending this event is is, is gotcha. on the DL. Okay. So anyway, uh, we'll edit that out later. Um, it was awkward. Wasn't it was awkward. It? Um, but yeah, so there's this amazing uh, '80s group, and they're called Flux Capacitors, and they play mostly in uh, Southern California, but they play all over. Anyway, they played this concert after Kamikaze, and the guy who performed the original um, Pokemon theme song mm. on TV came up and sang that song with them and people were like really excited but that guy was living for that moment he was just like living for it it was i mean it was great because he seemed really passionate but like all of his stuff he clearly does like he still just goes and sings that song at places and is that all he does i don't know i i think maybe i um I'd have to look it up, but other than like gotta catch them all Mm -hmm. is that part of the song because i think that's gotta catch them all yeah I cannot. I if you said, "Hey, sing the Pokemon uh, theme song right now, or we will kill you," I would have to just make peace. With you my just maker. like you slit your own wrists, yeah, just like, so you wouldn't have shame. I can't do it. Just kill me now. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was really entertaining. But yeah, he was a. Uh, he was so enthused. Yeah. Anyway, how uh, how are you doing? What? Is, so today's New Comic Book Day. 
Yeah. On the day that we're recording this, and the day we'll release, it'll be a Wednesday. Uh, what what's what's uh, what are the three things on your on your list? Uh, I've been really uh, getting into the uh, clone conspiracy from the good old Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Dan Slott's new uh, big huge event for the Spider-Man universe. So I've been doing that. Also, uh, we've got another issue of Trinity, which I think I'm kind of digging so far. Kind of a Trinity. slow build. Uh, it's a new. It's part of DC Rebirth, and this is the uh, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. Superman. Comic. And you like it? It's a, yeah. I mean, Francis Manipal, who uh, who took over Flash during DC uh, New Fifty Two. Okay. Uh, had some really cool layouts and stuff of that. He's also writing and drawing this as well. He's writing and drawing. Writing and drawing it. Okay. So it's uh, it's kind of nice. And then uh, also you've got um, uh, Superman from DC Comics as well too. And I like this. They're uh, kind of starting to set up the Super Sons story, uh, which is going to spin off into its own series, where you've got Batman's son Damian Wayne and Superman's son John Kent. Finally, having their first meeting, and uh, it's going to lead into their own series. In Why a didn't few they meet earlier? You think they would have been buds? Like, you think they would have had like? Are they the same age? Uh, I think. Oh, actually, I think John is a little older. Yeah, I was gonna no, say, wait, because those kids should have been like dual baby no, showers I think, and shit. <laughs> I actually think Damien's old. I think Damien's thirteen, and I think John may only be eight, but he's taller than Damien. Okay. All right. Yes. Who is Bat? Who is Batman's kid's mom? Uh, Talia Al Ghul, Rasha, uh, Raish, Rash, Raish, Raish Al Ghul's uh, son, our uh, daughter. Excuse me. Who is? I don't know who that is. Oh, uh, think of Liam Neeson from yes. Batman Begins. Okay. Yes. So his daughter Talia, she always had a good thing. Uh, she always had a thing for Batman. Sure. Who doesn't? Oh, there you go. And uh, so uh, they had one story uh, uh, that um, Mike W. Barr and Jerry Bingham wrote, where they hooked up. And then Grant Morrison, many, 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 many years later, uh, picked up that storyline idea and said, like, hey, what if they actually had a kid? Hmm. And uh, said, like, hey, if they had a kid, it'd be Damian Wayne. Okay. Who kind of was, yeah, at least uh, from birth up until, you know, his teen years was, like, you know, raised by the Master of Assassins, kind of clone. Yeah. yeah kind of he grew, he accelerated learning, uh, trained by the Master of Assassins, and then turned over to uh, Batman to maybe destroy him. Did but, Batman know he had a kid? No, he did not. And so this kid, like Damien, just like shows up on his door and says, "Hey, guess what?" And Bruce is like, "Yeah, like I don't get that every other week." Yeah, you don't you think just Bruce Wayne? My money. You don't think? Yeah, Bruce Wayne probably just like has orphans show up. Like he has had several orphans just kind of show up. That's true, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's one of the unfortunate parts of the the new DC Fifty Two was the fact that uh, they kept all of Batman's. Proteges or sidekicks or right. whatnot, but uh, they collapsed the timeline, so it'll only be like five years. And yet, uh, over the span of you know, since Batman started in 1938 up until you know, pre- you know, was it 2012? Mm-hmm. He had had uh, Dick Grayson Robin, he had Jason Todd Robin, he had Tim Drake Robin, and then he had Damon Wayne Robin. And he doesn't have the energy to get, just give them new n- superhero names. He's just like, no, you're all Robin. Like you're <laughs> yeah. just all Robin. Well, because they'd always kind of grow on and pass the mantle on to somebody behind them. Uh, like Dick Grayson became Nightwing, so he yeah. wasn't Robin anymore. So Jason Dodd took over, and then he was killed supposedly by the Joker. So then Tim Drake took over the mantle, and then all of a sudden, then uh, Tim, uh, Damian Wayne popped up and took the mantle from from Tim, from Tim Drake. I'm just having. I was smiling to myself while you were talking about that because I didn't mean to drift off, but I had this amazing idea for a crossover, and it's. Batman meets little orphan Annie. What if Batman took in like all of those, all of those orphans from little orphan Annie? And it's like Batman is Daddy Warbucks. So it's like the exact same story, except it's Batman. Would it, would you require him to shave his head? No. Um, 
No, I think it's still it's Bruce Wayne. It's right. just instead of Daddy, it's just him in that role, and the girls are like dancing and stuff in his. In, well, except in my mind, he like adopts all of them because it's sad that just the one gets adopted. And but like, I feel like he and then they the... find the the Batcave. They're like dancing around his mansion with a dog, and they just discover the Batcave, and it's like a just musical mayhem ensues. <laughs> That'd be great. I would watch the shit out of that. Well, you know the uh, the Dick Tracy comic strip. Yes, uh, that's kid. Still, he yeah, calls him kid. Still going strong right now, but they've been doing a thing now where they've been crossing over with a lot of other comic strip characters. So they did uh, a huge crossover with uh, Little Orphan Annie. Really? Well, I shouldn't say even a crossover because Little Orphan Annie's strip ended, and it ended where Annie had been kidnapped. Oh. And so then That's a little dark. while later, yeah, Jeez. that was the ending of it. But they continued that thread in the Dick Tracy comic strip where Daddy Warbucks came to Dick Tracy and said, hey, I need your help to help find my daughter. And so they teamed up and they found they found her. But since then, they've been spinning him off and teaming up with other That's comic strip hilarious. characters. Who, who um, distributes Dick Tracy? I believe it's Tribune Media. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So whoever thought that Dick Tracy would be like that that hub of like crossing over with different uh, characters? I didn't. I did not. I did not think that. But that's that's <laughs> so funny. Nah, I'm still stuck on it. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write a little orphan Batman. Oh, and he's got it's he's got another happen. comic. He's got another team up that's coming up soon too, where he's crossing over. And I, um, the name is, escapes me for a moment, but he's crossing over with uh, somebody else. It's gonna be a little more of a lengthy crossover. So okay. it should be exciting. Right, cool. Uh, Great. So those are your th- those, That's what you're doing. Yeah. And what are you reading? Uh, you know, I was so we're discussing we're discussing uh, Wonder Woman Rebirth today, mm-hmm. and I got on to buy that, and I was like, "Holy shit, comics are expensive." That sounds yeah. really dumb to say that. It sounds so stupid to say that, and, like, and we're so far into this. But usually, when I buy new things, it's because they're on sale, mm-hmm. or I buy them an issue at a time, or I buy the trade paperback, right? That's cheaper. Because yeah. I'm buying like a dozen at a time, and you know, and you're buying in bulk. I'm buying in bulk. Well, the trade isn't available yet for these, so I had to go and buy ten issues. At two ninety nine, at two ninety nine a pop, and I got to my cart and I was like, Bleh! like tax write off, I guess. But you know what? I'm just like, still, yeah, I can so understand that. <laughs> I literally, I, I add them, add them all in my cart, and then I went and like was looking at a couple of other things, and I was like, gee, I just took the other stuff out. I was like, well, this will do for this trip to the digital comic book oh, shop. Oh, man. Isn't that sad? That is. But I did buy, I've got a couple of things at home. Um, I bought um, Odyssey, which is this real trippy book that I've picked up like a million times that I finally bought. Um, it is, um, it's like, it's a take on the Odyssey and the art is like, it's like nothing I have at home, which I kind of appeal to me. It's like, it looks like an acid trip. Like it's really, well, I, spoiler alert, guys. I've never dropped acid. I'm not cool enough. But it's what I Yet. think an acid trip would look like. Um, and it's uh, um, Matt, uh, Matt Fraction? It is. That is correct. Yeah, Matt Fraction. Fraction or Fraction? Fraction. But I, right? I like, uh, if you could picture this booth that we're recording in here at the, the Nerdist School podcast booth mm-hmm. at, right next to Meltdown Comics here on Sunset Boulevard, that uh, even though Amanda you know, claimed that I was the, the, the novice. Uh, you she, say you're the know-it-all. I'm the, the know-it-all. Novice. Uh, uh she had to look to Trevor, uh, who's our engineer, just to get approval. Matt Fraction? Sometimes I like to Matt? look at Trevor to yeah. just to see if he's engaged so that we're not boring oh, the gotcha. shit out of him. Cool. All right. Just you know, crush my self-esteem <laughs> while you look to Trevor for, yeah, for reassurance. I'm sorry. That's cool. I'm trying to, he's our only audience member. 
I try to just reach out and keep them engaged. But that doesn't mean that if you want to read your own stuff, you can do that too during this time. Don't feel pressure to listen to us. Oh, that, that's it's kind of you. That's <laughs> you can do whatever you want to do over there. So yeah, so I like... <laughs> You're allowed to have your own life there. You can live your own life, Trevor. It's okay. Um, <laughs> so, no, sorry. Yeah, but Matt, Matt Fraction. Um, so you, I picked that up. Have you read the original Odyssey? Yes. I read it in school. Nice. I, I, a couple of times because I read it in high school and then... I was a theater major, so we had to read the shit out of that. I, I, maybe I read it once, maybe. If it's just long, I, I would, would have forgotten yeah. most of it, though. Uh, but what you've read so far, does it, uh, does it kind of a lot of uh, parallels? I haven't read it yet. I just picked it up. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <All right. laughs> I got so, that. So you know what I have started reading? Joe the Barbarian. Oh, Okay. Sean Murphy, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison, yeah. Sean. Uh, your yeah. close personal friend, Grant Morrison. My BFF, Grant Morrison. I'll never know. No. I'll never know if I'll be a BFF with Grant Morrison because <sighs> I have no photographic evidence of that meeting. It's never once offered. <laughs> oh no. We have evidence though of your best friendship. If anybody is listening and they did this particular podcast episode and they didn't listen to the last one, go back and listen to the last one after you finish this one. Then go back for the backstory on why Frank has beef right now with Grant Morrison. Very entertaining. That's right. But no, that's actually because you know where I am right now. It's I've got to really have read or really been impressed by something to remember the writer or the artist's name. I'm just not there yet to where I can go. Oh yeah, this person wrote this and that. And so it's funny because when we came in last week and Grant Morrison was there and a light bulb went off in my head like, oh, because at the time I had just started Joe the Barbarian and it's like on my bedside table. So mm. I was like, why do I know his name? And I, it was just so funny because that's not what you think about when you think about Grant Morrison. That's not at all the first work that you think of. That's true. But uh, that's the, the reason I knew him in my mind was because I had just uh, – I'd been reading that. Have you read any other Grant Morrison stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wonder Woman Year One, which we talked oh, about yeah, here. Oh, yeah, true. Yes. And I feel like there was a All Star Superman. All Star Superman, Is that right? Yes. Have you read that? Yes. You did. Uh, yeah, I did. I bought it like a million years ago and read. I think maybe on your recommendation. Uh, it's a great series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Animal Man. We should do a, a read through on Animal Man. What's so you Animal can think Man? Of that. uh, that's the first thing I remember reading with by Grant Morrison, where it's he's a uh, an, an old uh, DC character where he's basically. Uh, Buddy Baker, who can uh, mimic any animal power. Oh. Yes. Does he mean he will mimic it so he just has it? Uh, yes. There's like a biomorphic field. So kind of like how Swamp Thing can kind of tap into kind of different plants and uh -huh. like the green, as they say. There's like this version of it called like the red, which is the biomorphic field. And so Buddy Baker is able to tap into that and mimic the ability so like he can mimic a bird a bird can fly so he can so he doesn't transform into those he just draws the abilities okay so almost sort of like uh like vixen uh you know another dc character who's got that totem on her neck where that she can uh then channel the different uh, aspects of a di of uh different animals what stories is she in she she's been in the justice league okay uh, she's also been she's had her own miniseries as well uh and currently, I don't know. She's not on a team right now. Okay, because I know. Yeah, I don't think I know Vixen. Oh, hmm. but she's also uh, in Legends of Tomorrow on the TV show on the CW. Okay. Yes. All right. Cool. Yeah. I uh, well, now you mentioned mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about price. Yes. Comics. So two ninety nine mm -hmm. uh, for these for these. Uh, so two ninety nine right now. DC DC Comics doing their big rebirth initiative, mm -hmm. and the idea was, hey, guess what? We're gonna. They had a, a little while before DC uh, rebirth happened. They big thing was like, hey, we're keeping the line at two ninety nine. 
that was it. And then once the new 52 launched, a lot of the books went up to 399. Now with this DC Rebirth, they dialed it back to 299. Mm-hmm. Although a lot of the titles now are being published twice a month. Yeah. So, what for you for 299? Does that feel like a comfortable? Uh, amount to spend for a book? It does when I'm only buying like one every couple weeks or whatever. You know, uh, three ninety nine is to me crazy. I f- for first like a single issue of something is seems like really nuts. If I love it enough, I'd probably pay it. But that, but not, not twice monthly. I don't think I could do that. No, but, l- luckily the the DC books, or at least there any of the two three ninety nine books, are only once a month. Mm-hmm. The two ninety nine ones are the ones that are going by 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 week by weekly. Which at the end of the day is smart of them, right? Because they're still they're able to charge. They're still making more money, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, yeah, I think that uh, it's more like if I had spent that over the course of. The, you know, six months or what? Well, I guess it would have only been like five months so far that these have been released. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. But when you like load it all into your cart and you're like, man, just on this one title. Yeah. Like if it had been 10, 10 issues of 10 different titles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that it feels. I don't know why it feels a little different to me. Um, and or, you know, obviously, if you get the and, and like I said, the trade hasn't been the collection hasn't been released yet. And that's cheaper. You know, that's like usually what, like fourteen ninety nine. Mm hmm. Something like that. So then it's, but that's more what I'm used to buying because I'm, I'm so I'm not usually so hip to the party that I'm reading things as they come out. I think I have like two series that I'm reading right now, maybe three that are really that are not have not finished. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So um, yeah. Well, because I know like the especially if you're buying your comics digitally, mm-hmm. they a lot of the publish- publishers will do a deal where they'll release their titles. Whatever price point it's at, two ninety nine, three ninety nine, maybe you know three fifty, four ninety nine, and then a month later they're often just knocking a dollar off of it. Yeah. And DC initially was knocking a dollar off the prices a month later, and then they pushed it to two months. Mm. Two months later, we'll knock it down a dollar. Right. Uh, and then eventually it's collected in in a trade and stuff. Uh, but now with this two ninety nine new initiative with DC Rebirth, they're saying they're not going to knock any of the prices off after a month, so mm. it'll always be two ninety nine. All the time. How do you feel about that? I feel kind of, well, I mean, admittedly, I guess it it doesn't have much of an impact for me right now Mm -hmm. because I'm buying pretty much all of them as they come out. Mm -hmm. So the fact that if I waited a a month or two months and they reduced it a dollar, I mean. It's like, do you really, is it worth waiting? I think that's the question. I think it's like for them, it's, I guess it's a smart business move because it's like they want people to go out and buy that thing right then. They want it to, you know. Um, and if there's no motivation to wait, then they're going to do it right then. But by the same token, I would say if it's a, if it's a title I'm really excited about, like, I'm not going to wait a month to buy it just to save the buck. Yeah. And especially you with know? DC waiting two months, I wouldn't want to be two yeah, months Yeah, I wouldn't do loop. that. So I kind of feel like, yeah, just drop it. And after two months, like drop it, a drop it a dollar. But then there's also those titles too, where as much as you want to be able to read everything the moment it comes out, mm-hmm. there's just real life gets in the way and you can't right. read every single thing. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I used to have stuff from last week uh, that I still haven't even read yet. I've from, got stuff from weeks ago that I haven't read and they're titles that I actually really like. Yeah. I mean, you know, cause I keep buying more crap. Oh, I know. It just, <laughs> there's always something to buy. And then if you throw in a sale, there's so many sales that I've purchased from Comixology some 99 mm-hmm. cent sale especially if they're doing those like uh, retrospectives of a character or a team and stuff and so you can dig deep throughout their whole history and buy some like old stuff from like the 80s 70s things yeah. like that where I bought hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of those issues 
and have just never, I, they, sit, they sit there on my digital account just unread because yeah, I still, I don't have enough time to read the current stuff, let alone go back and to read a whole huge back issue run of something. Yeah. yeah. It's like, ugh. But, uh, it's a really specific problem to have. Yeah, but I, I feel like there are, <laughs> are some titles where I just know like I'm not going to read right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will wait for a sale to come out, and then I'll scoop them all up. Yeah. So, say like Walking Dead, or I was even doing that with, um, uh, or I still do that with Lazarus, where yeah. I like the series, yeah. but I just know like in terms of like prioritizing what I'll read when, it's like I know I feel like um, as much as it's weird because I enjoy Lazarus, but I'm like, well, they seem to put it on sale quite a bit, so I'll hold off, wait, you know, three or four months, they'll put it on sale, and then I'll, you know, grab Swoop dishes. In. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I guess that's why when you have like a subscription to something, that's what's so nice. And I feel like that's because, you know, money talks too. So I think that if you have like a pull list, you know, or a subscription, then like that's such a great thing. If you if you like the story and you like the writers and the artists and you like what they're doing, you know, I think that's such a good thing to do because it lets them know directly like, hey, these people have already. That's what I, I've, I've read that before. It's like what can be the most helpful as far as getting – uh, things distributed, especially if you live in a place where, you know, it's like not suit, where there aren't a bunch of options, you know, and they're not getting like new things in constantly. And if you put your name on a pull list, it's like the most, it's like the strongest message you can send to publishers, basically. It's like they can look and see like these people have this on their list. You know, they've essentially pre-ordered it. Yeah. Um, which I think is, uh, is interesting. I might, well, I guess to transition us into into what we're talking about a little bit, I might get a subscription to this one. Interesting. Do you have a subscription already to this? You know, I... To Wonder Woman Rebirth? I have not got a subscription to anything on Comixology. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that... And I guess it'd be easy just to hit that button to make sure that I just get it every... I don't know why I haven't done that. Because when you get the uh, when you subscribe to something, does it come out like what? Like pretty much like midnight the, the mm-hmm. day of? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's like it's like a fun little present because like I wake up and it's there. Oh, well, there you go. Which is kind of fun. Because then I say, and I like tangible things too. I still buy hard copy of things, but it just depends on. Usually, if I've started something digitally, that's how I continue it. Mm -hmm. And if I pick up a first issue or second issue or whatever, and it's paper, then I usually continue to do that. Yeah, it's. yeah, I feel like right now the only thing that I buy in hardcovers are those big omnibuses mm-hmm. where I'll get a huge, big chunk. I, I like that format. That's just so cool to have that in that size and that scale mm-hmm. to have those huge, like hundreds and hundreds of pages bound together. Yeah. That's, that's intriguing to me. I love them. I think they're beautiful, but man, oh man. Like I, I, uh, a friend of mine from work, uh, Nick, loaned me his huge um, uh, like book one of The Walking Dead, and it's big it's like a really big thick heavy book and I borrowed it from him and I was like all excited and I was like what am I I'm never gonna read this like I will but at home because when I read comics that's why I have so many digitally right it's like I'm either like traveling at the airport or I try to have my iPad on me so that if I uh I, like if I go to dinner or go to a bar like I'm that person like I'll go yeah. to a bar and like sit and with a drink with a cocktail and just like read a comic book because for me like that's it's for me it's such a it's a pleasure thing right it's like i don't really have time i don't have like two seconds to rub together in my life right now so for me it's like on my lunch break or like on a coffee break it's like a nice thing for me to kind of switch my brain off of my to-do list and like you know like read a comic book and and that kind of thing so i mean you it's usually in those like little moments that are on the go you know or like if i 
have an appointment with somebody and I leave early because of traffic and then I get there like 45 minutes early, I'm like, oh, great. I can like sit in my car and read this book. <laughs> you know, It's like the little times. You're a parent. You should know all about that. No, and I feel like uh, digital comics have just made it so much easier to be able to take as much as you want with you wherever yeah, you're going. Like and not have to worry, Yeah, not have to worry about like being bogged bogged down by so like your backpack is full of like heavy trade paperbacks mm-hmm. and then you misjudge and you bring too many and so you're lugging this huge heavy backpack yeah around and you may read only one book because you've been tied up like sightseeing so much you're like yeah man, I've, I've been lugging this around and i have only read one of these books Ugh. yeah i will still usually if i go on a flight i'll usually still bring like one or two trade paperbacks like in case my ipad dies I got a really, really old iPad. Oh, so I'm going to Mexico next week. So I will probably have like maybe two in my bag with me, and then also have my, but also my iPad I bring for work. The um, have do you feel that buying digitally mm-hmm. does that? Do you buy them easier in the sense where? I, it's always because they're not they're not physical. You're not looking at them. You can't like look in a room and see like. I've got a hundred, I got a stack of, so many stacks of books. Like, geez, I got to stop because I don't have room to put all these books. Now, me, all I you, wish that that stopped me. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. True. That hasn't stopped me either. I slowed, it certainly, it has slowed, slowed down a down. lot. Yeah. It does, it does make me think um, when I'm like in a store, because I do, I have like, uh, and, well, and I don't know if I, I don't know if you talked about this or not. My apartment flooded. Yes. Right, like a few, <laughs> like a month ago. And so I had to. Like take all my comic books that I had organized and everything I was so mad, and I had to really like move really quickly to like get all my furniture and shit out of my room. So I had to like bag them all up in like reusable grocery bags, and they were just like out in my living room. And now, so I can see the volume, and like I can, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh my gosh! And they're kind of all over the place. Like there's no rhyme or reason right now, and it has kept me from buying new things because I'm like, there's a bag of full of things. That our friend Scott Ryan, who was on the podcast, gave me that I've only dipped into like once or twice. There's a whole huge stack of of you know single issues that I've not even really touched. I've kind of perused them, you know. So it does. There's that part of me, you know. I've always I've always been like a little bit of a pack rat, and so I've had to kind of get away from that a little bit. Um, and so there is that part of me that's like, oh, don't buy anything else. But um. I don't know, like in a, I don't know, like a soft track there. Sorry. Well, no, I, yeah, and in, in a digital, digital, it's, it's it is easier. Although I did have to go through the other day and be like, oh my gosh, I'm running out of space. Like, what do I do? But I can send it to the cloud. Yes, and always pull it back at any moment. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah. I do like that because I feel like, I mean, there's there is so much to be said to be able holding that physical copy and stuff. Mm-hmm. But and it's I just, love it. It is. I great. like the smell. Yeah, and it's just you know realistically, it's I mean because it it's such a it's, it's a medium that you want to hold on to. It's not like reading a magazine and then you're like, okay, that's cool. And then you, I don't feel like as much of an attachment to a magazine as I do to a comic. There's mm-hmm. just something about that whole package and presentation mm-hmm. where you you feel like that that is like such incredible artwork and story. It seems weird for me just to read it and then just. Like set it away somewhere, or just throw it away. Like right. I, I would never. So then yeah, I've, I've never thrown it. any away. I would probably do like Scott did and just like regift them to somebody. And it's hard because people loan me things, and I love ha- and I love that. But I am so like if I mess up my own book, you know, then like that's on me. But I'm so I try to be so careful with other people's books because I'm just like oh god, like I don't want to, you know, like yeah. so I don't really just like throw it in my backpack. Because I'm like, if my drink explodes in my backpack or something, then I've like ruined. And I can go buy them a new one, but you never know if that's something that was, you know, like that version was special to them for, you know, for whatever yeah. reason. So, I, I, 
I only read really things from other people when like when I'm at home <laughs> where I know I'm going to be like able to read it all in one sitting so that I'm not just like carting it around with me everywhere because I do have like <laughs> I'll buy I, especially like paperbacks right like tra- like a, a single issue what is just what is an issue what do I call that just an issue just an issue so an issue like I'll they're wrecked they get wrecked so easily you know like I'm not going to like read it and like carefully put it I I I don't buy like a cardboard and plastic for every issue that I buy. Do you do that? I, I well, I've really dialed back on the amount of stuff, the issues that I'll buy tangibly. But if mm-hmm. I do, I usually just get the bag and board with it. Do you? Uh, but if I'm buying something for uh, Josie, mm-hmm. my little girl, to read, I will not. It's like you know, because those are, I feel like different. Like you know, comics are meant to be kind of you know manhandled. Yeah. Stuff. But but still, I will. If she holds it, I still do like. Okay, I still look at her gentle. like, yes, <laughs> maybe a Scooby Doo comic, but man, she better treat that Scooby Doo comic right. And when yeah. I see her just kind of like, ah, I'm like, mm, stop it, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, well, I think that's also just like teaching her to respect her things, you know, respect. To, to, you. To, well, to take care of her stuff, take care of her toys. Yeah, she hasn't quite learned that yet. She, <laughs> well, she's little. No, that's right? too late. She, you know, she had her. She had four years. She had three. Well, three years. Three, three years. Twelve months to get it together. So now she should. She should be fully formed by now, right? She should. Yeah, I think that's how it works. That, fully yeah. formed human. So if you go into a shop and mm-hmm. you're just like, "Hey, I'd like to buy something," or you're just kind of perusing a shop and mm-hmm. you see something, is your first inclination to buy it there uh, in the hard copy, or would you rather check and see? Wait, I want to see if this is available digitally. Because nah, if it is, I'll buy it digitally instead. I buy it in the hard copy unless it seems like it's really priced highly. Mm-hmm. Like if I like I, I was at uh, I was at the last bookstore a few uh, weeks ago in downtown LA, which is amazing. It's so awesome. I've never been there. It's really great. But I picked up something and it was marked the it was priced higher than the cover, and it wasn't it wasn't like an old book. It was new, but it was weird. And I didn't see anything else there like that. So it might have just been a mistake. But especially if I'm going to buy like a um, a collection or something or an omnibus or whatever, I might check like Amazon. You know, or comicsology, but if I'm gonna buy a big collection like that, I want it. I want it tangible. I don't usually want like a a digital copy. Yeah, like it, a big, heavy, beautiful trophy that I can put on my coffee table. Like <laughs> I read that. <laughs> and know? I feel bad about the comic shop for the fact that there are bigger places that you can buy a st- uh, that that same trade paperback or the same right. trade cover and get a really nice discount. Yeah. But, you know, I also do have that a little bit, too. I do have, like, a loyalty a little bit, especially if it's a place that I go pretty frequently that has al- they've always treated me well, that, you know, um, like, for me, like, House of Secrets in Burbank, they're always so nice and so helpful, and they seem to really do an amazing job, like, supporting independent artists. They carry a lot of, like, small independent labels and stuff. So if there's something that I want to buy in and I know that I want it in hard copy, I will try to go to a store and purchase it there. Really? And pay full price for it as opposed to, like, hey, I can go on Amazon yeah. and get this for 30 maybe 40% off. Uh, it just it depends on the difference. It depends on the price difference. But I, No, that's true. Because I understand. If it's a huge discount, if it's, like, a really big discount, especially if it's, like, a pricey item, then, yeah, I might go online but um, but if I can support, because in my mind those are small businesses. Yeah. You know, and that's and I think it's oh I oh I think it's always important to support a small business if you can if they are if they seem to be you know if they're good at the customer service and the only downside this is a lot of times when I go into a comic book shop and I'm asking for something specific it's usually because I want to buy it then in like in paper right. Um, but a lot of times they don't have it. 
that's pretty frequent. And that's usually when I get online because they're like, oh, you know, we can order it for you. And I'm like, no, I don't have any patience. Like, that's why I'm here today on my lunch break. You had I didn't have the patience to wait till after work, you know. So it's that kind of thing where, like, if I'm going in and if, you know, and they have, like, volume, they have, like, volumes two and three or they have, like, two and four but not three. It's like that happens, I feel like, pretty regularly where they only stock, like, one copy of whatever it is. You know, yeah, and that, and that's always the. Uh, I mean, the, the allure of because I, I, I would like to. I one of my favorite things to do when I travel is to find whatever the comic. Sh- I love that is. too. Yes. It's like my favorite. Go and explore those, but I feel like re- very rarely will I go in there to buy something new. I my my modus operandi, my mo. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I don't like, either. Like big secret thing. <laughs> what a dope. What a dope I am. Uh, but to go in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a secret, guys. It's a secret. Yes. Um, uh, is first, I'll go into the sales section for the trade paperbacks and go look through that mm-hmm. and see if there's some kind of like little nugget or something that I've never had a chance to, to catch before. And I find like that's tougher to go into that section now mm-hmm. and find something that I don't already have. Mm. Um, so if I don't see that, then I'll also go into the, like their collected back issues, kind of like oh, like we've been over Earth Two together, uh, uh-huh. where they kind of look at like a, a bunch of issues of a run and kind of bundle up all the back issues. And Which sell is cool when the they price. do it all together is really nice. But I'm just like I'm not gonna buy like issue twenty four of x men yeah like I, and unless you were having to be looking for that exactly issue. which is like more power i'm not to that point yet you know for me if i'm looking for an issue it's because it's like issue one or three mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i don't have like a whole collection of of them yeah uh and when i when i look for that i will still i will only buy those kind of issues if it's something that i know isn't available digitally because i'll always look on the uh on comiXology mm-hmm. to see and if that's the case i'll just buy those issues digitally because mm-hmm. like oh i'll wait till a sale comes out on dc okay. for like buy one get one free or something and i'll right. buy buy them then as a but if it's i my hope is i find something that hasn't been released digitally and then i get excited like all right cool then i'll buy those issues mm. So that, in fact, I know of like if you go to any of the comic conventions, there's usually one. I can't remember the name of them, but they really specialize in selling a lot of those kind of like packaged like together. Like OC, the company you're thinking of. I think so. Yeah, yeah, they always have like those. They always have like those nice runs of all yeah. these various titles all collected together. And if you walk around the the the, boot, the convention floor, I mean, they've got them all like bundled and stacked all over the place. And I bought like the the run of Rom. Bought like the run of Machine Man, which. When I find out later that then it's been released in trade, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, because I just know they're gonna get stuck in a box somewhere and get lost eventually. There's that there's that part of my brain though. I hate it. Like, pains me to have like a, if I have like everything digital and like two of the issues are paper. I'm like, Arr. I want them all. I either have to like start fresh. So I'm like, okay. Uh, these are I've, I've got five episodes of paper, and then now I'm gonna do them digital or vice versa. But I don't know how you do like if if that doesn't drive you crazy having like here are just these three ish these random issues like out of nowhere on my shelf from this one series. Uh, yeah, I don't know because I feel like so like say you were reading something in uh, just in, in in hard copy form. Uh, so it's like three issues of whatever title, and they say like you know what I think I'll just transfer it digitally. Would you start buying from the issues you already had, rebuy those digitally, or would you start right from like issue four? If I thought it was something I was going to reread a bunch, then I'd start from one. But if not, I would just start from what I didn't have. Yeah, yeah I guess like the, the way around that is you can start with four mm-hmm. and then just keep an eye out for when a sale happens and yeah. then you go back and you rebuy those first three yeah. on sale. Yes. 
That'd be the smart way to go about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Well, look at that. Yeah, Mm. it's interesting. Um, But yeah, it's like I I feel like comicsology has been such a such a saving grace, and yet they there's always like the issues that the stories that you read about, like the digital market, is it kind of plateauing? Yeah. To kind of reach its apex, and I feel like that hard copy sales in comic book stores are doing better than ever. That's, I mean, that's good. I, for me, it's, I do, I want my cake and I want to eat it too. Like, I, I want both. I want these, like, amazing nurturing bookstores, you know, where the employees are knowledgeable and friendly and I get to go in and, like, pick things up and flip through them. I'm much more likely to buy something new that I'm not um, familiar with, I feel like, in a comic book shop on, of my own accord versus online. If I don't, if I haven't read it yet, it's because a friend recommended it to me. And I found it like on sale or I needed it for this podcast and I needed it right then. So um, so I do – I want those environments and I want the convenience of shopping online and being able to just open it up on a device. Like I'm real selfish. No, no, I, can't, I understand that. I like both. I want, I want both to be successful. Yeah. It's uh, – because I don't know, like when you walk into a comic book shop anywhere around the country that you've gone into, what do you want to see when you walk into a store? I want to see um, people flipping through things, and it. I don't want it, like, packed, like, so packed that I can't get through, but, you know, like, a couple of people in there, like, flipping through. Ideally, like, somebody talking at the counter with the person running it about whatever's new or, like, having a debate. I think that's really always fun and awesome, and I see that in most stores that I go into. Is there's that dialogue there. Um, and art on the walls, like hmm. signed stuff and like really old things that are framed. And, you know, especially, I mean, we're lucky to live in LA, I think, because you go into these shops and it's, you got all of these stuff signed by the artists that shop there, Yeah, you know, it's like, oh yeah, this is like Jim Lee's regular store that he just goes to, <laughs> huh. you know, um, which I think is pretty neat. So I, I think that for me is it, it's like a nice, healthy attitude of, interaction you know people like being social and taking their time i've never been in a comic book shop and felt like i've really never felt like pressured to buy something or pressured to like if you're not gonna buy anything get out of here like i've never mm. had that happen you know that's true yeah i don't think that's just nice either. i feel like when i go to a comic book shop i set such a high expectation in my head mm-hmm. it's like i want to find something that i've never seen anywhere else before hmm. uh Whatever that may be, it could be an it could be a back issue, it could be a trade paperback, it could be a knickknack of some sort, it could be mm-hmm. a T-shirt, uh, something that I have not seen before, and that's what I get excited about. Meltdown I, is cool for stuff like that. Yeah, if I walk into a comic book shop and I see like, well, you know, it's got a nice selection, but it's pretty much stuff I've all I'll seen before. I spin through the T-shirt selection, like, oh, I've seen all these before. <laughs> Look at the figures, like, oh, okay, great deal. I mean, I'll still think, hey, nice shop, but yeah. it, uh, but I want. That genuine sense of discovery where it's, holy cow, I'm so glad I came to this store in Minnesota because yeah. I would never have found this thing. E. And uh, when I, I guess they don't say A, but um, what, the, what are those figurines about? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> they say, now Minnesota hates me. Sorry, Minnesota. <laughs> I really like you. I really like all of you guys. You're so friendly. But that's, uh, I feel like it's such a, and I feel like that's such a hard expectation to, to put onto a comic book store. Yeah. Like You're really ca- setting the bar, man. Yeah. To cater to my indiv- individual, like, need or desire. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like the longer you keep reading comic books, the harder it is to be genuinely surprised by something you haven't heard of or seen before. 
Do you envy me? Because for me, all that stuff is new. Mm. Um, because every time I go into a comic book shop, I'm like, that's a thing I've not seen. I could walk out right now and like on the first rack, be like, there's eighty. Seven percent of things I've never seen before. Well, no, that's true. I mean, because there is that thing that you can. I, I mean, me having read them for so long, I can't have as often as that genuine sense of like, oh my gosh, the, uh, discovery. Like mm-hmm. when you'd go to a comic book convention, or you're reading online a story from an interview with an author or something about a new book that's coming out, mm-hmm. uh, or a book that's been out for a while uh, and has a huge long run behind it. That you get, you hear about it finally, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this book has been going on for this long, and I've never read any of it. Mm-hmm. And that genuine sense of excitement of wanting to go back and get all those issues that you've missed, or all those trades that you didn't know existed. And and then catching up and reading like a whole new series and getting that experience. Mm-hmm. I do miss that. Because I, I, I'm feel- not even there yet. Like, you talk another couple of years maybe. Because I think right now, for me, I'm just like, oh, my God, there's so much. Like, it's, <laughs> there's so much. It's still, still even, it's, you know, now I'm just getting to the point, like I said, where I'm like, oh, yeah, I know the name of this writer. I know the name of this artist. Like, and what do they, and you'll hear, I'm constantly being like, what do they do? <laughs> What's this person from? Um, you know, so I'm still not to that point Um where I'm like, how did I not know about this? Usually for me, I'm like, how did I know that? I'm like real impressed with myself. I'm like delighted and tickled when I'm like, Russian <laughs> also wrote Sex Criminals. Remember that? Oh mm, boy. You know, like I'm all like really super proud of myself. So I think someplace in the middle is a nice place to be. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, because I know I know we've talked about this before. Like, how how important is it for you to be at the beginning of something? And I know. For me, I, I don't get put off. I get excited when I get a chance to like discover all this other stuff that like, oh, wait, I can, I, this is like trade seven? You mean there's six other trades of this that exist? I, then that just gets me so stoked. <laughs> For me, like, I'm like, trade seven? What the? I thought this was the first one. <laughs> I'm not going to read it till I get the first one. Like It's I'm just like jumping in the middle. I, I would actually, I would most like if I was at a convention, I would buy that trade seven. And then look if I could find any of the six. And whatever I found of the first six, I'd buy those, and then I'd be on a hunt. But would you read them without getting those middle ones? Like if you had like three, four, and six, would you read them? I would buy them, but I wouldn't read them until – Okay. All right. See, I'm more like that then. Yeah. So, I mean, I would want to make sure I got them all and then read them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'd still try to at least while I was there pick up what I could find. And then hope that either at the next convention or or I'd be scouring online to see, like, where could I find these online to get them as quickly as possible. Okay, cool. Or then it's always, like, those ones that are hard to find, and then you, like, that exci- gets you excited by going to another comic shop. Yeah. You always have those kind of, like, and I don't know if I have that many any, anymore. Like, those back burner kind of, like, well, if I'm in this comic book shop in this town, I'll just look and see if they have something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is, like, well, my little back thing. But there's not too many of those like where like, oh, yeah, this would be my one comic book shop kind of looking for kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm. Good uh, talk. Well, was that a good talk, Amanda talk. Barnes? I like that was talk. That a, was that a, a yeah. talk. Yeah. know each other a little better. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, – you want to you talk about some Wonder Woman? Well, you know what? Uh, I feel like we were running out of time in this episode. Have we run out yes, of time? we're already out of time, oh, Amanda Barnes. All right, this. I, I, those are my These are my favorite episodes where <laughs> we come in with the intent to talk about something and then get off on tangents. And I feel, I feel like I almost feed into that. Like, if You I totally people, do. You're I, the worst. I'm like, oh, getting us back on track. And you're like, also Martians. I'm like, damn it, Frank. <laughs> no, I love our talks because I like, I think it's like a nice, open, honest discussion. So I love that. I always just feel, but you know what? We've not gotten any angry people that are like, 
fuck you. You said you'd talk about this and you didn't. So I guess that's good. So until that starts happening, I guess I should just stop worrying about it. This is my controlly brain. This is the same part of my brain that's like, don't you dare read three. You haven't read one or two yet. What are you doing with your life? Is the same part of my brain that's like, okay, well, we're running. We should probably talk about the thing we said we were going to talk about. But see, I think that I get excited about the fact, like, you telling the audience, like, hey, yeah, we promised we were going to talk about this, but then we get off on one of those novice and frank talks. Oh, classic us. Oh, brother. Where are we going to talk about <laughs> now? <laughs> All right. Well, the description for this episode is going to be like stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be like what they talked about. You know, like stuff and things. We promised you Wonder Woman, but guess what? You got a lot of talk about a bunch of digital and comic book shops. So witcheroo, son. Woo! We did it! Yeah, Nailed ya! <laughs> so I, as we reach the end of this episode, yeah. I guess we, know, we certainly know what we're going to talk about next episode. We certainly do. That would be uh, Wonder Woman. Yes, the Amazon princess. Amazon princess herself, Diana. Yeah. And we're going to be taking it from the rebirth. Take it from the bridge. Ah! Rebirth. There you go. Yeah, so that's what we're going to be discussing. We have 10 issues of that to discuss. Uh, And we'll jump right in that on the next episode of Novice and Frank. That's right. And in the meantime, though, where if they wanted to just like say, hey, Amanda, we love these tangents you go on. Oh, boy. Hey, Amanda, how about you just promise, deliver what you promise. For once in your life. (laughs) They can yell at, well, they can yell at both of us mutually if uh, if they email us at thenoviceandfrank at gmail.com. Um, if you want to hashtag yell at us, you can hashtag the novice and Frank. If you want to yell just at me, you can go to at comic book novice on Twitter or Instagram. And if you want to uh, yell at Frank specifically, they can go to at happy go Jackie. That is correct. Uh, I do like the idea of like hashtag yell at novice and Frank. That's, That's a really right. Long hashtag. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, very long, but uh, yeah, maybe we'll get it trending. That's it's right. just like a lot of anger. It's an angry time, you guys. It's a very volatile time in our society. So feel free to, uh, to very true. holler at us. Um, also, if you guys are interested in uh, checking out more podcasts, we're now part of the uh, Nerdist School Network, which is very cool. We fall under their umbrella. Thank you so much for having us. Um, do you want to uh, check out the other podcasts? There's some really fun ones on there. So in fact, uh, Trevor, who engineers our show, mm-hmm. happens to have his own podcast on the podcast. He does. Uh, the Nerdist School Network. He does. Podcast, podcast with two worlds. worlds. Yeah, where they all things flash, so it ties in nicely to what we do here. In fact, this latest one is talking all about Wally West, mm-hmm. correct? In the return, the, flash. the return of Wally West. Is that right? Uh, not a return. Well, I'm this... not going to lie to you guys. I saw that the return of Wally West written across one of the new Rebirth issues, Flash Rebirth, and I was like, oh boy, I can say that during the thing. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's just written across one of the issues, like the return of Wally West. Uh, Trevor, real quick, I feel like, and I think I've said this before, that the Kid Flash costume still looks great, but anytime I see it now on the TV show, it looks terrible. Yeah. There's, just... something about it, there's something about it that, like, the only time it, like, it will always look cool in that, like, Batman pose one that he has. Mm. Like, where it's, it, like, that, when they first revealed it, the first still image of him, like, standing there with, like, his head bent down, that's the coolest the costume has ever looked. <laughs> yes. In, like, action, no. Not it's, like, good. the running still, which is like, ugh. I know. It's something about that neck. The neck just looks weird with that. But I, it's one of my favorite costumes. It's such a great costume in the comics. And then he's sad when you see it on TV. In, in real life, I'm just like, mm, Well, man. what do we think of Wonder Woman's comic uh, costume? Tune in next time and find out. Woo! In the meantime, let's sing us out. Let's do it. We talked about Wonder Woman. No, we didn't. Uh, promising things that we don't deliver on, but we love you and we're so, so sorry. 
Come tune in next week. We'll promise to deliver what we say. That's right. <laughs> Talking about Wonder Woman next week on The Novice. And, and Frank. Frank. <laughs> you scream in your headset into Trevor's ears. Sorry, Trevor. Thanks, guys. Hey, everybody. Amanda here. If you're listening to these in order, next week's reading is Kingdom Come by Mark Wade and Alex Ross. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you listen next week. Bye.